everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Jumps podcast. And we are really excited today. We're trying something new. So it's going to be fun. We are doing a preview show and we're going to be talking about all the different new stuff coming to all the different streaming services in May and June. And it's going to be super fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Ryan is here. Uh, hey, Rachel. It's so great to be back with you once again. And uh yeah, when you when you pitched this idea for this video, I was like, I, I, w- I was a little worried because I was I was thinking to myself, uh, am I gonna know even what half of these are? But then you were so kind enough to make a Google Doc where it's like, here's the important stuff, and I was perusing it a few times, and I just like, oh, I know most of this, if not all. So yeah, this is gonna be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I used to do this show with my friend David Healy, where we would do every quarter, we would do a preview of the upcoming movies and then a recap of what we got to watch in the the other movies. And I still want to try to record with David because he's one of my good friends, but, uh, I, but with everything getting canceled and delayed and stuff, it just became kind of redundant uh, doing preview shows. So I miss that. But with these being on streaming services, they're pretty solid. <laughs> and we also do something kind of like this on the Hallmarkies podcast where we preview uh, the season. We just barely did a preview of the summer season with my friends at uh, One Kiss Meets Forever, Heidi and Katie, um, Hannah and Katie, excuse me, Hannah and Katie. And so that was really fun. Uh, we did one with uh, for Hallmarkies. You were on with me and Jennifer Chandler last Christmas. That yeah. was really fun. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I got to, um, I got to unload on my feelings on uh, Once Upon a Snowman or whatever, <laughs> short of Frozen's that I've completely blocked out of my memory or have at least tried to. Yeah, we had we had some we had some uh, we talked about Lego movies. We had we talked about all kinds of stuff, so it was fun. Uh, and yeah, we have quite a variety. This was always a way that David could get me to watch scary movie trailers because <laughs> I'm such a wimp uh, and we have some of those I mean, uh, and we are talking about Disney Plus, HBO Max, Peacock, Netflix, Paramount, and Amazon in this episode. So there's uh, there's an umpteenth number of streaming services that we've talked about but I think these are the main ones with new content. I think out of uh, the ones we covered, this is like the core four. Like when people mm-hmm. think streaming services, it's like Disney, HBO, Netflix, and it's debatable like Amazon, Peacock, depending on their flavor. But mm-hmm. there's a definite core three and a fourth, and, and it just depends on other people's preferences and what they like. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's dive in. We have some series, some movies. Uh, but mostly movies. But we're going to start out with a series. <laughs> <laughs> and it is on the 4th of May, and it is Star Wars Bad Batch. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> so you watched the trailer. And I did. what did you think? I loved it. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, out of all of this list, this is probably nearer at the top of my excitement list. I grew up watching the Clone Wars TV show. I watched pretty much seasons one through four as they premiered. It was on Friday nights. I can't remember. I can't remember the uh, the programming block's name, but the narrator voice was always so excited. It's like coming up next. It's Star Wars: The Clone Wars, only on Cartoon Network, and it's just it got me so hyped for it. And the show, the show itself was fantastic. I. I plan on talking about it a lot in the near future, but I was honestly, I was honestly a little shocked by how good this trailer looked because I was saying that like Bad Batch, they've been talking about this forever. I'm just afraid that this is going to be one of those things that people are going to talk up in the Star Wars canon that at the end of the day just kind of just falls flat. Boy, I was wrong because this trailer looks fantastic. You got all of the uh, all of the clones who are given their own personalities, and I always thought that Rex and Cody and the others had their own kind of more personalities, but it was always rooted in the fact that they were clones. 
you looked at the two of them, they were exactly, exactly the same. Now with this Bad Batch, it's like you give them some more intangibles and well, it doesn't really work out. And so at the end of the day, I, I haven't even seen this show and I think I'm already in love with it. Yeah, the, the, the summary says the Bad Batch of elite and experimental clones make their way through an ever-changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. The only thing, because I agree with you, and I love Rebels, I like Clone Wars, I haven't seen it all, but I did like it, what I've seen, I love Rebels, and so for the most part, the Star Wars animation has been really great, and, and so that's, that's hopeful, but the only thing that made me a little bit nervous is that I'm a little confused how kid-friendly this is, because they have that kid character. Yeah. I would think that it was not that kid friendly like it's on disney plus so it's going to be like you know oh, yeah. somewhat kid friendly but i'm just i'm just kind of wondering is this something that would be on disney channel i mean i mean they I, all rebels was too but i'm just wondering with that kid the kid feels out of, out of place to me well rebels was on disney xd which was where their more action-oriented show went so you can make the argument there and I was thinking the same thing in that the Bad Batch looks like it's going to be more near the knuckle kind of content. But mm -hmm. the more I thought about it, the more I was like, in Star Wars The Clone Wars, there were killings, there were scenes of torture, there were beheadings, no spoilers. There were no child characters. Unless you consider Ezra, but he, he was a teenager. Yeah, and he became a full-fledged Jedi by the end of that whole thing. So I see what you're saying, but I... I disagree slightly. I, I'm I'm of two minds on it, I guess. Well, I mean, I, I still am really, I gave it a three out of four, uh, but that was my only question of like, is this for children or is this for, is this more like the Mandalorian a little bit older? Well, I'm going the full Monty, four out of four. Okay, good. All right. Next we have Cruella. <laughs> this is our <laughs> prequel for 101 Dalmatians. And... My feeling after watching the trailer multiple times is I just don't understand this movie. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I don't, I, know, I, I just, I don't understand how you are making a movie where the end result is a woman who kills, who wants to kill 101 puppies. I mean, what? For kids? Like, what? I don't get it. I don't understand. And maybe it'll be brilliant. Maybe it's so out of the box and it certainly looks good as far as the production values and the costume and everything like that. But I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't understand what this, this movie is. This looks so much like the either the director or the producer saw 2019's Joker and they were like, you know what? We could do something like that. Find us a villain who's kind of damaged. And they were just like, uh, kids. 101 Dalmatians hasn't been relevant in forever. Let's use Cruella. All right, there you go. Like every time I see this trailer, I think of this is just the female Joker. And it just, I'm just, it just seems like they're just trying way too hard to make something that's perfectly innocent, like kind of over the top in Cruella de Vil and root her in this like, I am woman, hear me roar, kind of thing. And it's like, you have not only lost the plot, but the plot was never even written. Yeah, and I hated Maleficent and the way that they tried to, to make her into this like misunderstood uh, character. I hated that. And and I don't think they're going to do that, though, because this is this is set all before. So whatever comes out of this movie has to be a person who's going to kill 101 puppies or wants to what <laughs> so i give it a one i don't get it uh, i'll still watch it and we'll see but i'm very skeptical <laughs> what do you give it uh, uh i have to give it a one it's yeah. like every time i see this trailer at the end i'm expecting let that clip from Mystery Science Theater 3000 to be like, thank you for joining us for No Moral Theater. It just <laughs> makes no sense. Okay, so then we have Launchpad, and this is, uh, but these a whole bunch of next are all on Disney Plus. Disney Plus 528, and this is a whole series of shorts 
that I think I think they were all live action, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, and all uh, involving uh, different cultures, and uh, I I think it looks really good. I am very excited about it. They uh, they have the different summaries on the. If you look at the trailer, um, there's a Americanized. Dinner is served, Growing Fangs, uh, The Last of the Chupacabras, Let's Be Tigers, and The Little Princesses. Yeah, I was, I, I distinctly remember the one about the tigers, and I was just like, is, is it we're tigers, or are we tigers? It's like, no, it's Let's Be Tigers. Yeah. And I love shorts. I love watching shorts. I don't know, just like this little package of storytelling and so I, I, I'm excited about this. I think it'll be really cool. Yeah, this whole trailer just was so intriguing. I was just watching it like, why have I just, what meaning did I miss where I heard that this was coming out? And I, I just completely missed the boat on it, but I will definitely be seeing it. Yeah, it's, I think we will see this in a future episode of Disney Plus Hidden Gems. <laughs> Either for me or you, but I have a feeling. That's right. <laughs> I give it a four in my anticipation. I'm very excited. Yep. Full Monty, four. Uh, so then on the fourth, we have the Rye and the Last Dragon is going to be released to all <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. But the thing I'm actually more excited about than Rye and the Last Dragon, which I enjoyed, uh, is that everybody will get a chance to see us again which oh, yes. I adored and is one of my favorites. If you call it a film, even though it's a short, it's one of my favorites of the year. I absolutely loved it. I was bawling like a crazy person and I just loved it. I thought it was so great. Yeah. Pixar has had some kind of like hiccups in terms of quality, but one thing that has never wavered is their shorts because a Pixar short is just, it's never a bad thing. It's always a good thing. Like, I think and this I think, is just plain old Disney, but but nevertheless, I, I just I love their shorts and 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 Pixar. You're right. Has with the um what do they call it the uh, uh Sparks shorts. They've had yeah. some incredible ones. Yeah, and I had a brain fart thinking that Raya was a Pixar movie. It clearly was not. Yeah, but I, I'm. It'll be nice for people that haven't been able to watch it to get to watch the film. But if you haven't seen Us Again, because it wasn't released when they did the premiere, which is crazy, uh, if you're paying thirty dollars, you think I could throw in the short? But you would think. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, I give I give Us Again four stars or four four whatever, and I give I give Raya. I don't know, um, 2.75, 3, something like that. I'll be a tad more generous and say 3. I think the movie- I gave it a 7 got, out of 10, so whatever that- the movie's, gotten, the movie's gotten a tad better more than I thought about it. Mm. It's good. I like it. Not perfect, but I like it. I 3. Solid 3. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay. Then we have Loki coming, uh, which, if you know me, you know <laughs> I love Loki. I love even in the not great movies he always is so much fun and uh, I don't know I just love the character I love Tom Hiddleston's performance and I just adored this trailer I thought it was so cool and it's I, I wasn't expecting this whole like world of the time travelers you know kind of thing and that's that's controlling the time and and uh, and then Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston look so fun together. I think that's going to be great. And so I, I'm very, I guess, four. I'm very intrigued. I loved the trailer. Uh, I have a trailer reaction if people want to watch uh, for the trailer. But what about you? What do you think of the trailer? Well, first of all, I loved it. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. But just the more I think about how the MCU started out with the original Iron Man, where it's just... Tony Stark, basically Elon Musk on steroids, going out to the desert to give a missile presentation for your consideration, the Jericho, and just doing this. And then literally everything that has happened since then, it's just, it's, a, it's something that just makes you 
it makes you give a little pause because you just you just can't help but think about how everything started off in one place and we're just in a completely different other place. Now we're dealing with time travel and time loops and infinity stones, which we just wrapped up and like dimensional stuff and possibly a secret invasion, which they just announced that show. It's, it's just, it's so crazy to think about how we've gone from like point A to like point double A. Like it's yeah. just been so crazy. Well, that's what makes the franchise so fun is even things that aren't perfect. They still give you the little nuggets that make, make it worth it. And I don't know, overall you can still just enjoy the characters enjoy the experience. Yeah. yeah but um, out of all of the MCU shows, I was firmly disappointed with WandaVision. I have not finished Cap Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I completely honest. I have not had the motivation to watch that show. I've heard kind of mixed things. I hear it gets better, but I'll get around to it. But out of all the shows they announced, Loki was the one that was like, I'm never missing an episode. And I'm giving it this one four as well. I loved WandaVision. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was pretty mad on. It had moments. And, and Sam's arc overall was really good. So I think it's worth it just for that. Uh, but um, a lot of the other stuff didn't really work very well for me. But People that's are, the thing with these shows you're gonna have some that you like and some that you don't like and that's gonna be fine yeah people are freaking out over how good sebastian stan and anthony mackie were and i'm just like uh guys don't call it a comeback they've been around for years <laughs> like i've been yeah. i've been they, championing the their fan clubs since day one so they didn't give i don't think bucky very much to do he was kind of on the sideline uh, and then this whole story of the uh, Flag Smashers just didn't do it for me. I didn't. But uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, so on the 18th of June, we have Luca that is coming to Disney+. Plus. I was very disappointed that it is not going to be in theaters and in Disney+. Plus. I wish they were doing the same day. It just seems insane to me that we live in a world where Cruella is getting a theatrical release and Disney Plus, but not Luca. What <laughs> is wrong? You know, there are days I feel like God has a sense of humor. And when I heard that <laughs> announcement, I was like, I hope you're happy, God. Hope you're having a laugh riot up there. Because I was disappointed I didn't get to see Soul in theaters. And I, in this, I'm very disappointed because uh, Enrico Casarosa is the director and he did the short La Luna, which I love, one of my favorite Pixar shorts. That's a good one. And the trailer looked pretty good, I think. What what do you think of this trailer? I am very intrigued. Uh, I, when I watched it, I was like, wait, is this like a secretly an Aquaman origin story and I'm just knowing about this? But the more I thought about it, the more it grew on me and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna give this a shot. But no matter what happens, it's Pixar. 9.9 times out of 10, it's going to be above average. Yeah. So, four for me. Some are saying it's, uh, it's the shape of water meets Call Me By Your Name for kids. <laughs> oh, well, I have not seen either, so I... Oh, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, shape of water is about a fish creature person. I, it it ju- it always looked like the creature from the Black Lagoon <laughs> crossed over with like love story or something. Yeah, and Call Me by Your Name is all about a vacation, a love story that happens on a vacation in in uh, Italy. So that's why people say that. Oh yeah, it's just coming back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I give it a four. It's Pixar. You know, yeah, there went the, both of their movies last year were a little disappointing, even though I liked them both. Uh, but you know, I mean, I'm always going to be excited about a Pixar movie. Always. So next on the 25th of June, we have the Mysterious Benedict Society. And I actually read this book a long time ago. I couldn't tell you a whole lot about it because it's been so long. But I remember enjoying it and thought it was fun. And what do you think of the trailer? Uh, I thought it was weird. It kind of reminded me of like, Men in Black or Kingsman, The Secret Service, but like for kids. And I may be totally off base with that comparison, but it, it's left me intrigued, at least enough to give it a three. 
Yeah, I mean, my only concern is that the last bunch of times that Disney has been doing these kinds of movies, they have not been great and adapting yet YA novels. Artemis Fowl! Oh, Artemis Fowl, The Society of Second Born Royals. I mean, I liked the Upside Down Magic. A lot of other people didn't like that. So that's like three in a row that most people would consider misses. And they're all pretty similar kind of Harry Potter wannabes. And here we have the Mysterious Benedict Society uh, and I agree, it definitely has that sort of men in black, a little bit of a, a feel to it. But I always give movies like this a shot. I hope it's fun. I would, I guess it's a series, actually. Episodes, I don't know. Uh, yeah, eight episodes. So it's a series. Uh, but yeah, I, I gave it, since I do remember enjoying the book, and I like the idea of Tony Hale playing a the both the hero and the, the sinister villain twin that could be fun the twins in movies are people playing dual roles evil twin I normally like that yeah i so i gave it a three i'm hopeful we'll see what did you give it uh three like i said three okay uh then we have tenet well, now we're moving into hbo max we have tenet on the first of may and I don't know. I didn't really like this movie when I saw it in the theater. I'm curious maybe to watch it one more time just to see uh, if I like it better uh, and to not have the music so loud and blasting in my ears. Uh, so I, and maybe to have the subtitles on so I can actually understand what they're saying. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Would, I was kind of turned off by the whole discourse with Nolan trying to save cinema and he puts in this experimental film. I'm like, what are you doing? And I was irritated by him. So that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, but I'll give it one more try. So what about you? I've wanted to revisit this movie since I saw it in the theaters because there's a part of me that in my review, I was I, I said frequently that I was a Nolan apologist. I like a lot of the movies that people are like, it's too pretentious, it's too long. Like, I get that The Dark Knight Rises has some problems, but I still love it. I think it's an epic end to that whole trilogy. Interstellar is very long, and its message is definitely like brick to the head levels of subtle but it's still a fantastic story with a beautiful score and amazing effects. So I am a Nolan fan, mm -hmm. but I have- I liked all those films too, Tenet, And Tenet was approached and even surpassed my limit because I was just sitting there at one point like, what's happening? What's going on here? It, it just, it's one of those things where it's, where it's like, it's like trying to do this whole unique thing and it, it's like Nolan, you don't have to be like this. You can go all crazy and all that, but just have a solid through line that people can gravitate towards and you'll be fine. And he just forgot about that part. It's This movie reminded me a lot of The Prestige without any of the heart that's in The Prestige or the story of Christian Bale trying to get back mm. to his daughter, something like that. Right. But I am tempted to watch this movie again just to try and see if maybe my feelings have softened on this or have or have just completely hardened so for that reason i am gonna give it a two yeah i give it a one but i i see you and i i agree i'm definitely gonna watch it again and we'll see how it goes uh so the 15th is the personal history of david copperfield on hbo max uh, this is one of my favorite movies of 2020. I really, in oh wait, I skipped one, sorry. On the 14th is Those Who Wish Me Dead. And this uh, is by director Taylor Sheridan, who mm. has done a lot of really good films. <clears throat> and uh, it stars Angelina Jolie, and it's a teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins, the Montana Wilderness, the twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked with protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all. So what did you think about this trailer? I think this trailer looked awesome. I'm a bit of a, 
I'm a bit of a Taylor Sheridan fanboy. I love all of the stuff that he has done. I haven't seen Yellowstone, but I've heard amazing things. But he wrote Hell or High Water, wrote uh, wrote Wind, Wind River, River I, which I recommended on a previous Hidden Gems episode. Uh, just May 14th is just going to be just a busy day for me because not only are we getting Those Who Wish Me Dead, but we're also getting Spiral from the Book of Saw, which I'm looking forward to. We're getting Profile, which again, I'm looking forward to. My local Regal Theater is opening up that very day after being closed in October due to the stupid virus. Oh, and that's also my birthday as well. I'm oh, sure that's, that's, write that down. That's, pretty, that's pretty low on the priorities list. But anyway, <laughs> I give this movie a solid four because Taylor Sheridan just can do, almost do no wrong in my eyes. He hasn't, he has yet to do like a bad movie in, in my eyes. And with the cast of this movie and just the whole story in general, like just, this just screams like something I would love. Yeah, I loved Hell, and Hi- Hell or High Water. I'm just writing in Ryan birthday, <laughs> 14. <laughs> um, yeah, he's very, very talented. I, I was so excited watching this trailer because I thought it was going to be a horror movie. Those who wish me dead. I'm like, oh, no. So I'm like bracing myself for the horror trailer. And then I'm like, no, it's not a horror trailer. <laughs> Yay. And <laughs> I feel like. I'm not 100% sold on Angelina Jolie's casting in this. She seems like a little bit of a weird casting, but I'm still definitely looking forward to it. I gave it a three for my anticipation. In her defense, she was Lara Croft in Lara Croft Tomb Raider, which Hmm. is a video game movie that's actually not half bad. It's It's actually quite a fun watch. It's stupid, but I still really enjoy it. And that's she, true she, she has was, done it's been a long time but she has done some action movies like um mr and mrs smith and salt and it's true i was gonna say she was mrs smith and mr and mrs smith yeah so she can do it yeah that's true uh so the 15th we have the personal history of david copperfield like i said this is one of my favorite movies of 2020 so i give this a four because I really, I loved Ed Patel. I thought it was really funny and witty and the script was really well done. I think this is a period piece that people that think they think they hate period pieces might like because it has a little bit of energy and it's a little bit more funny than like some of the others. It's a, It feels almost a little bit like Wes Anderson-ish. Mm. Even though it's not Wes Anderson, but. Actually, about this. this? This movie, I was actually supposed to see the day my theater closed. No way. Is literally, I got back from the theater watching Bloodshot, and then like I went to bed, and then I woke up to the news that my that all Regals were closing down. It's like, well, there goes oh my, my plans for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> so for that reason alone, I've wanted to, I've wanted to go back to watching. Uh, David Copperfield because a I like all of this cast. Dev Patel is in here. Tilda Swinton I think is in here. Mm-hmm. Like this is just a loaded cast. Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Like it's up and down. Just it's just beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm giving this a four. Yeah. And so then we have The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. <laughs> and I, I have not seen I, a single Conjuring movie, so I I'm not really qualified. This. I think I can guess your score as a one. I gave it a two just because it looks oh. well done. It's just not my thing. It, I mean, I, I, I say that and I haven't actually watched any of them. So, uh, but I don't like demon movies, possessed movies. That's not me. Actually, the most I've seen of the Conjuring, I guess, universe is the spinoff movies like Annabelle Creation, which is surprisingly good. Uh, and Annabelle Comes Home, which is just god-awful, and, and, and The Nun, which is also god-awful. So I need, to, uh, I need to watch The Conjuring 1 and 2, because I've heard nothing but good things. Oh, so you've seen the spinoffs, but you haven't seen the, uh, the original? Well, they came in a time where I actively avoided horror movies, so oh. I, I, I do need to play some catch-up in that regard. Oh, that'll be interesting to watch as a trilogy. Which yeah. you could do because uh, it's coming to, to HBO Max and to theaters. So mm. you could do that. Cool. Okay. Then we have In the Heights and in the, the Sun. Heights. 
in the 18th. I've already seen this because uh, I got to go to an early screening. Uh, the only flaw I really have with it is that it's definitely going to be too long for some people that aren't like big into musicals or because it's it's over two and a half hours long. It's pretty long. Uh, and there it'll probably try the patience of a lot of a lot of boyfriends who are forced to go to this with their girlfriends. As someone, like, this is so long. As someone, um, as someone who worked in a movie theater and whenever a Fifty Shades movie came out, I would just see like like these young couples like in between the ages of 17 and 20 and the boyfriends would just have this thousand mile stare on their face and I could be like 50 shades huh and, and then I'd just be like I'm sorry dude I really am <laughs> but it, the they I think people will love the songs they're so catchy so fun the John Chu he knows how to stage a musical sequence uh with the step up movies if you've ever seen any of those but he does a good job with with dance sequences and creating like a spectacle kind of feel so that's a lot of fun and it's it's got a good heart to it. It's a really timely message of immigrant experience. Uh, it's so I I loved it. It was great. I would I would think that this was the first thing Lynn Manuel Miranda made into a movie, but that turned out to be Moana. Yeah. Because this is this is Lynn Manuel Miranda's baby right here. This is the first thing that he ever made and he ever found success with. So I was thinking mm -hmm. It's only a matter of time and this was in 2013 so i was like yeah. it's only a matter of time before this becomes a movie and here we are in 2021 and it's just now coming out but literally everything i've heard is saying this movie's awesome so i'm gonna give it a four yeah all right now we're on to peacock on the sixth is a uh, is a movie girls five eva <laughs> and it's about a girl a band girl like a boy band but girls uh that have this reunion and the thing that made me the most kind of excited about this is that sarah Bareilles is acting in this and i know she uh she not only wrote waitress on broadway but she acted in it but I, and maybe she's done other stuff and i'm just not aware but i was i mean that makes me excited because she's incredible and if the the songs are probably gonna be really good if she's involved, I would think. And so I was pretty excited about that. Yeah, I'm an unironic fan of Sarah Bareilles' music. I I love, oh, I, love it. I love love song. I uh, I choose you is a song I still listen to off and on. I think it's I think it's really well done. I haven't really seen much of her acting, though. But if it's as good as her singing, then I I'm going to give it a three, then, just based on potential alone. Mm -hmm. Did you see the the trailer on this one? No, I didn't. But it has it has Sarah Bareilles, and it's and it's about music, so I have a good feeling about it. Yeah, it looked pretty funny. I it could be a total terrible. It could be really bad. But it's got Busy Phillips in it, and she's pretty funny, I feel like. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll kind of be like a mini Pitch Perfect, kind of. Because the last two Pitch Perfect movies were, especially the third, was so disappointing. I hated it. <laughs> I love the first one. So I'm hopeful. I, I, I gave it a three. I'm hopeful it'll be good. Yeah. Okay, then we have on the 1st of May, we have Rutherford Falls. This is a series and it stars Ed Helms uh, and it's like a small town, uh, kind of, it looks sort of Parks and Recreation-ish, kind of. Uh, what do you think about this? Did you know if this was created by the office people? It definitely looks like that. It says creators... Ed Helms, Sierra Teller, Ornelas, and Michael Schur. I feel like I know that Michael Schur. Because I, I have a feeling that Schur worked on a lot of the office. Yeah, The Office, Parks and Recreation, The Good Place. So, yeah, that does have a, a pretty good pedigree. This is one that I did not see, however, due to the combination of Michael Schur and Ed Helms, who I think was terror was just absolutely funny in uh, in the office and he's had some really good roles in in movies 
I, I, I'll give this one a three. Yeah, I hope so. It says, a small town in the Northeast is turned upside down when local legend and town namesake Nathan Rutherford fights the moving of a historical statue. So that's Ed Holmes. And so, yeah, that I think could be fun. I gave it a three as well. Okay, then there's Son of Sam. And this looks like a very intriguing docu docuseries. I love these true crime docuseries. And this looked interesting. It's about David Berkowitz and uh, how he was, uh, he was imprisoned for this, these serial, there's these serial killer killings. And, but then people started to kind of question it and wonder about it. And uh, it looked, I thought the trailer looked really good and uh, I am definitely intrigued. And this is on Netflix. Who made uh, making a murderer? Those were the uh, the brothers that started with the the D, uh, the not the Dunlop brother, the Duplass brothers. Did they have anything to do with this? Uh, let me check. Because I am I'm a true crime podcast junkie, so when I was reading about this, I was like, "Wow, this sounds like something I would just enjoy the heck out of." Because Netflix is surprisingly underrated in terms of their crime stuff, not just making a murderer, but yeah. they did a really good series called uh, called Evil Genius, which is a, just a fascinating story about this, this bank robbery that turns into a bombing, that turns into this whole big complex web of lies. And I won't spoil it. You all just should really see it. It's called Evil Genius. I believe the Duplass brothers had something to do with it, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. All I do know is that I binged it in one night. It was that good. Yeah, and they just had the murders and the uh, Mormons one that was also good. And uh, it's about, uh, the four-part series suggests David Berkowitz didn't work alone. So the, his widely publicized murder spree, which began in New York in 1976, also known as the son of Sam, Berkowitz was responsible for the murders of six people, but the documentary will dive into the theory that he did not act alone. So I think I think that sounds, I gave it a four. I'm very intrigued. I thought the trailer was really good. So, yeah, I'm giving it a four as well. I think Netflix is becoming the home of like true crime with like mm -hmm. all the stuff they've done the, before, plus with Mindhunter coming out very soon. It's, it's like they're gonna soon overtake like like the history channel is like the true crime place yeah agreed okay then we had oxygen and this is a sci-fi movie about a girl who is like imprisoned in this space station or something and <laughs> you know me in sci-fi this does not look like me <laughs> yeah this when i was reading about this I was thinking to myself, wow, if there's one that's low on Rachel's list, I have a feeling it's going to be this one. Yeah. But this movie was actually directed by Alexander Aja, who also directed, uh, who also directed the Evil Dead remake, which I think was about as close to a good remake of Evil Dead as we will ever ask for. And he also directed Crawl, which was fantastic. Oh, I love Crawl. That so makes me a little more interested. I am, I am definitely... I'm definitely interested and I feel like this movie is in good hands. Not to I mention do love Crawl. A woman wakes up in a cryogenic chamber with no recollection of how she got there and must find a way out before running out of air. So yeah, you, you what did you give this one? Uh, four. Four all day. Ooh, four. I gave it a two. <laughs> We'll see. I think that will come up in a future episode of Netflix and Gems. Okay, then we have um, supposedly on the 14th, the docu, I mean, not the docu series, the series uh, about Halston, uh, directed or created by Ryan Murphy, starring Ewan McGregor, is supposed to come out, but we have not gotten a trailer, which seems a little weird to me. Uh, they had an article about it saying that it was, but I'm a little suspect. I have liked some things that Ryan Murphy's done. I haven't seen everything. I, I didn't mind the prom. It was fine. I also liked his OJ Simpson series. That was really good. Uh, and Glee, I liked for about a season. 
<laughs> and I was off the bandwagon. Um, but I like Ian McGregor, and I did see a documentary about Halston. Oh, was it last year? I saw it at Sundance at one point, and he's a very interesting character. So I gave this two and a half. I'm half, half seeing it. Yeah, I'll I'll say the same two and a half just based on the cast alone. I'm a big Ewan McGregor guy. I think that he I think that he's great. Uh, Rory Culkin as Joel Schumacher sounds like sounds like a very weird choice, but it might work. I'm fascinated to see what he does with that. Yeah, that should be interesting. All right, then The Woman in the Window, and this is based on the book starring Amy Adams, and it's kind of a psychological thriller where she thinks she sees this woman getting murdered uh, in the window, and it, but then she's not actually, like, that person seems to not exist, and did she create it? Uh, it, it looks, I think it looks really good. I, I like this kind of thriller and Amy Adams is always good and Julianne Moore's in it. So I think it, it, it looked good. I am going to give this one a two. I Ooh. think this looks like diet rear window <laughs> and, and, and it's like the most flimsy reason ever for this woman to not leave her house because she's afraid of the, afraid of the outdoors at least James Stewart has a tangible reason why he can't leave. He's got a broken leg. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it'll be good when I see it, but whenever I, whenever I see this trailer, I'm thinking to myself, oh, who's in the Grace Kelly role? It, it just mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I'm, I just, I'm not a fan of this. The only thing that's a little bit makes me kind of wonder is that Disney sold it to Netflix. I'm like, they would have just put it on Hulu if it was good. I don't really understand why they would do that. But anyway, just for the pedigree alone, I gave it a three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We got we to gotta be faster. Uh, okay. So then we have Army of the Dead. This is on the 21st. This is our zombie movie from Zack Snyder. Uh, it looks well done. It's not for me. Uh but I gave it a three just because I think it will be well done. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. I, I seems like Zack Snyder is a fan of George A. Romero's of the dead movies. I love all those movies. So I'm down for this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, then. And it'd be nice for him to have a break from all the Batman drama. Right. Uh, okay. So then we have dancing Queens. And this looks really charming. It's a Swedish film. It's about a girl who uh, basically, I think she wants to become like, I'm not sure if it's actually drag queen or if it's a just, uh, that, I mean, I'm not sure if it's, if, if it's, she wants to perform with drag queens or if she's just like, wants to do burlesque or whatever. She wants to dance. Mm -hmm. And it's about her like learning. And there's nothing I love more than a dance movie that's my favorite so <laughs> i don't know i couldn't understand obviously everything in the trailer uh but it looked cute it looked charming to me so i it's, gave it a three i'm gonna give it a 2.5 this just kind of seems like out of my demographic i think i'll check it out but i just don't think this was made for me and the 0.5 is for i know people will be will be satisfied with it and i'm happy yeah, I thought it looked cute. Uh, so then last, this just announced, they're going to have a trailer tomorrow. So this after, it'll, it'll been a couple days from when this airs. Uh, they, are, uh, they announced the sale of Vivo to Netflix, which is an animated film with songs from Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda is actually doing two animated films this season. He's doing Vivo, and then he also is doing Encanto, which I think Encanto, he's actually even more involved with like the writing and more than just the music. I think he's like an executive producer. I could be wrong, but anyway. So, uh, this was just announced. They're going to have a trailer tomorrow, so we'll know way more uh, by the time this airs. And, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's directed by the team that did uh, The Croods and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, uh, and with new songs uh, written and performed by Lin-Manuel for it. 
and so I'm excited. It's uh, let's see if it says uh, Vivo follows a one of a kind Kinkajou, aka a rainforest honey bear, voiced by Miranda, who spends his days playing music to the crowds in a lively Havana square with his beloved owner Andres. Though they may not speak the same language, Vivo and Andres are the perfect duo through their common love of music. But when tragedy strikes, shortly after Andres receives a letter from the famous Marta Sandoval, inviting her old partner to her farewell concert in Miami with this hope of reconnecting, it's up to Vivo to deliver a message that Andres never could, a love letter to Marta. Uh, so that sounds kind of fun. It's got uh, Gloria Estefan is plays Marta. So I'm excited. Uh, so I would give it a uh, without seeing a trailer yet. I'll know more tomorrow, but I'll give it a I'll give it a strong three. I'll give it a three point five just for mm -hmm. the Lin Manuel Miranda factor. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then we have A Quiet Place 2. This is on Paramount. <laughs> and it won't be for, I think it's 30 days. It won't be on Paramount. Then it'll be on Paramount Plus. It'll be in the theaters first. And we, this, I give it a four. We've all been waiting for this for forever. It was literally, this, I was supposed to go to the screening the day the theaters closed. <laughs> Uh, and I, I mean, I'm, I love the first one, so I'm excited about this. Yeah, not only do I love the original, but this was one of the ones that I was heartbroken the most over for being delayed and moved because this is John Krasinski coming back to the thing that he created with pretty much the same cast and added Killian Murphy. I mean, I love all of this and I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so then on the 14th of May, this is on Amazon, or sorry, on the 30th of April on Amazon, we have Without Remorse. This is Tom Clancy. And I didn't see the John Krasinski uh, one on that they, the Tom Clancy that they did. I heard it was pretty good. I just, I hadn't had a chance to see it. But I love Michael B. Jordan. He is so dreamy. And the action looked pretty good in this, I think. And him as a spy, that sounds good. Yeah, well, Michael B. Jordan in anything is good. And but throw in Tom Clancy, it's like it's a it's a double whammy right there. Yeah. So I give it I'll give it a strong three. <laughs> yeah, me too. Strong three. Okay. Uh, then we have the Underground Railroad. This is from director Barry Jenkins, who did Moonlight. And it's based on a Pulitzer Prize winning novel about the Underground Railroad. And the trailer looks really good. I think it's probably going to be a tough watch. It's going to be difficult. Uh, but I think it, it'll be, it'll be good. And so I gave it, I gave it four. Like I said, I think it'll probably be tough to watch, but I think it'll be worth it. Yeah, this kind of gives off the like 12 years of slave vibes. It's mm -hmm. going to be a hard watch, but you're going to be grateful that you have sat through it. Yeah, I think so. And it's uh, it's got a bunch of new people that I'm, uh, but they all looked really good. And I guess Will Poulter, his like new role is always horrible races he's gonna be really him and sam rockwell gotta be real careful because they have been at a lot of things but he looked pretty scary and joel edgerton's in this mm. uh, so all right last one is just a concert film uh they said the 21st but there's no trailer so i'm a little skeptical about that but uh it's a documentary uh it's one of those music documentaries which is uh, for the singer Pink, Pink, All I Know So Far. And uh, this supposedly it's going to be uh, a big stadium show uh, for fans and relive the Pink's epic concert tour in an upcoming documentary. So that sounds fun. Yeah, I like, I like some of Pink Floyd. Or Pink Floyd. I like some of, I love Pink Floyd too. But I, <laughs> I like some of Pink's music. Uh, Sober is my favorite song of hers. 
because it tells like an actual heartbreaking story. And I know that's a weird reason to like a song, but there you go. Yeah. No, she definitely has pipes. And so I, and I've been missing going to concerts and stuff. So something like this could be fun Yeah. Uh, to, to see. So there we go. We did it. <laughs> Let us know what your rating would be for these. Are you excited? Uh, which of the networks has the most promising lineup coming up? let us know and if we missed we're sure we missed stuff because there's so much mm -hmm. uh so let us know what we missed and what you're looking forward to uh that would be great and ryan where can people find you they can find me on facebook twitter instagram and letterboxd at ryan cam 20 then there's of course my youtube channel which is just called ryan cam i'd like to say thank you to everyone for subscribing to me we just crossed 140 subscribers i want to get to 150 relatively soon so if you haven't checked me out, please do. Uh, I'm going to be uploading three AFI project videos this week. I've already uploaded one for In the Heat of the Night. Uh, Wednesday, I'll be dropping one for Forrest Gump. And then Friday will be about All the President's Men. And then on Sunday, I'll be dropping my first reaction to the Ghibli film, Whisper of the Heart. So if you haven't checked me out, please do. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And I also wanted to say, make sure that you watch Mitchell, The Mitchells versus the Machines that is airing on Netflix today as, when this will air. I got to interview the director, uh, Michael Rianda, and he's awesome. And that'll be over at uh, Rotoscopers. And I loved the movie. It was so good. So take a chance to check that out and check out that over at Rotoscopers. And also uh, check out Hallmarkies podcast. A lot of good stuff going on over there. So please take a look at that. And thanks so much, everybody. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.